Welcome to Masterpiece Women. This is Tina Raines, and I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women, and I am so excited to have you here today. We are a community of authentic women from all over the world, growing together personally, professionally, building businesses and ministries together. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite tea and sit back and grow with us. Thanks for being here, ladies. Welcome back, ladies. Welcome to Exodus 28 to 30. There is so much richness, richness in this scripture. It's beautiful. I love how he reveals himself to us. Today, I was just, just in awe of him. I have been all week. We had this incredible experience that I want to share with you this week at Masterpiece Women lunch, our luncheon. But most importantly, I've been with him all morning and just studying his word and asking, Lord, what do you want? What do you want me to see? What do you want the women to see in this study? How do you want to speak to them? Because I'm doing these studies just for you, because I believe God's called me to do this specific book, even if it's for the one, the one who needs to hear what God wants you to hear. And so today we're going to dive into chapters 28 to 30. And I am not a detailed person, and I've shared that many, many times. And in our Masterpiece Women membership site, I'm very transparent and very authentic about the good, the bad, and the ugly about my leadership. And I've had many failures, but that's why women are able to learn from me and glean from me is because I do share my failures and prevents them from having to fall in that same trap. So God has always surrounded me with detail-oriented people because that is not my gift. My gift is a visionary. My gift is a leader. I tend to be weak in the in the slow down and pay attention to the detail sector. And so oftentimes I'm in, you know, going 200 miles an hour. And those are some of the things that he works on me on a continuous basis, on a daily basis. He will tell me, just like this morning, I know spending half of my day in the word, in prayer with him, because he wants me to stop and he wants me to pay attention. He wants me to surrender my time to him. He wants me to trust him that he's going to provide all of my needs according to his riches and glory. He wants me to believe that what his word says is true. He wants me to feel him, to sense his presence. I can only do that if I'm in his word and if I'm worshiping him and if I'm staying intentional to be in the in that sweet place with him. So that is a lot of what he was revealing to me today in 28 to 30 was all about, when you look at those chapters, it was all about the priestly garments. It was all about the consecration of the priests. And it was all about the, um, the altar, the altar of the incense. And so when you think about those three things and you think about what he was trying to reveal to us, I think there's a lot of power in these chapters. I want you to take a look at um, in chapter 28 and 29, we see that the priests were chosen, weren't they? He didn't just randomly, you know, um, say whoever wants to come be a priest. He chose them. He chose his priests and they were chosen to serve him. They were chosen to serve the people. They were chosen to, they, he wanted them to fear him and they had to be consecrated and they did this daily. It was a daily act. So what it was saying to me as I was reading through the scriptures and I was just asking, what do you want us to see here, Lord? 
we are anointed by the spirit of God. We're, we're to serve other people. We're to fear him, not as a God who, oh, if we are imperfect, he won't love us. Not at all. He's given us grace, but a fear of, and we're in, when we're so in love with Jesus, we fear disappointing him because we're in relationship with him. Just like when we're in a relationship with a spouse, we don't want to disappoint them. We want to meet their needs because we love them and we want to serve them and we want to be in relationship with them. And so the Lord wants us to do that with him. And he wants us to serve others, to fear him, to repent on a daily basis and seek his, seek his face, seek that relationship with them. He wants us to be able to hear his voice and we can only hear his voice if we're in that relationship with him, if we're surrendered and if we're obeying his word. And so in order to know what to obey, we have to be able to hear him. We have, so we have to get in the word. We have to dig deep into the word. So each morning, the priests and the scriptures were to offer a burning sacrifice to the Lord. They were to clean their hands. They were supposed to clean their feet. And that was a symbol to us as well, that we're to be cleansed on a daily basis. We're to seek him and ask for forgiveness. And for me, it can be hour by hour. I don't know about you, but I am so imperfect. There's my heart can get so ugly so quickly. I have to go, Lord, I'm so sorry. I know that wasn't of you. Or he'll ask me to do something and I don't do it immediately. And I, then I why did I not do that? And so I really try to pay attention and I fail every day, ladies. So Please do not go into a place of, oh, she's got it down because I do not. I am a work in progress. My husband, my children, everybody will tell you I'm just a work in progress, just like you. So, but when I am in that sweet spot and I am sensing his spirit so intimately and I'm in that sweet relationship with him and I stop and breathe and ask him his opinion and I pray before I make a decision it's just so, so much better. And so the Lord wants us to be pure of heart, doesn't he? He wants us to be cleansed of our bondage. He wants us to be cleansed of our sin. And this, again, is something we have to do on a daily, sometimes moment by moment basis. Because we're all sinners. We all fall short. And Jesus came so that we can lay it down at his feet. We can repent we can go to the altar with him every day, every moment, and cleanse our minds. And the Lord says in John 17, 17, that we cleanse our minds with the word of God. In John 17, 17, it says, and seek the Lord's strength for that day to what he is calling us to do. Every day, we should be seeking his word. Every day, we should be seeking his will. Every day we should be seeking his strength. We want to have his strength so we know exactly what he wants us to do. Because every day is a day for us to live out our calling. Whatever that is for that day, each day we have a calling. I ask him for divine appointments. And it's so awesome to watch how he just allows people to show up in my life. And this week was a perfect example of that. That was so incredible and how he laid out all of his plans and showed up and showed off and gave us just such a pure, beautiful picture right in front of us of how he had every thought, every plan already laid out. He already had it all laid out for us. So every day 
all day is a day for us to follow him and to be in communication with him. Think about emails. I say, say that often about emails. Our emails, how many emails would you not send out if you prayed about them first? <laughs> so I'm going to encourage you, anything that you're doing, stop and ask him, Lord, is this how you want me to do it? In the Bible, burning incense was seen as a picture of prayer in so many different places in the Bible. And when I was thinking of what is the significance of this burning incense, I started looking up all these other scriptures. And in Psalm 141.2, may my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. He wants us to lift our hands and pray and give that sweet sacrifice of our prayers. And boy, when we do, how powerful is it? In Revelations 5, 8, the Lord says this, when he took it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each of the elders held a harp. They held a harp and gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of the Holy One. Those from every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation. And Revelations 8, 3, and 4, the smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Luke 1, 8 to 10. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty, he was serving as priest before God. He was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time of the burning of the incense came, all of the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Prayer is a gift from our father. He gives us this sweet gift because when we pray, we become one with him. We are vertical with him. When we worship him, we're vertical with him. And so it's a great, great, great gift to us, not just honoring our Lord and doing as he commands, but it's a gift he gives to us. In Hebrews 10, 19 to 25, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open up through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly in the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Love that. I just love that. As I think of that, I think of Masterpiece Women. I think about how God has brought together these women of God who are, their heart is to reach 
many other women in our community and around the world that may not know who Jesus is and love on them and welcome them. And they just, they just have such a heart. And one of our sayings we say in Masterpiece Women all the time is there's no competition here. It's all collaboration because we're collaborating for the goodness of what the Lord's plan is. And I just think it's so powerful when you really picture what he's doing as a whole picture and why we're all here. We see that because our Lord Jesus Christ, believers today can go right through that veil and just pierce through. We don't have to worry about going into this tabernacle and all that goes with it because Jesus did that on our behalf. He's interceding for us. So it's just such a beautiful picture of really seeing how important this tabernacle was, how important all the details were, and knowing that because Jesus sacrificed himself, we don't have to do all of those things. We just have to be in relationship with us, with him. And he's truly calling us to be in continuous state of prayer. The incense had to be salted. If you look in Exodus 30, 35, and, and you think about what is salt, what does the salt in there mean? It's a symbol of purity. Salt is a symbol of purity. He wants our hearts to be pure. He wants our hearts to be free from anger, free from bondage, free from disputing. First Timothy 2.8, therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. He doesn't want us to be in conflict with anybody. He doesn't want us to be filled with unforgiveness. I'm going to encourage you. We talk about this in our programs and masterpiece membership all the time. Love is a healer. Unforgiveness, resentment will hold you back from achieving what God wants you to achieve, but it'll also hold you back from having that intimate relationship with him. He is calling you to forgive. He's calling you to let the past go and reconcile, reconcile with the Lord, ask for forgiveness. Doesn't mean you have to reconcile with someone who has abused you or anything like that. However, you do need to forgive them and it's not for you for their sake. It's for your sake. So you can be free. And so I just love how he's calling us to a new level as a, as a movement, masterpiece women, let's get on our knees. Let's pray more than ever before. Let's, let's work on spending time with him more than ever before. Let's worship him more than ever before. Let's reach a new level in our holiness. When we think about our relationships on this earth, how can we represent Christ in them? When we talk about us being holy, it's us representing him so well. We can't do that if we don't know the word. We can't do that if we're not in relationship with him. We can't do that if we aren't hearing his voice on a daily basis. And it's like everything the Lord does. When we seek to serve him, we seek to draw near to him. When we seek to do what he's called us to do, the praying, the worship, the drawing near in scripture, it becomes such a blessing, such a blessing to us and such a gift. And he uses it so incredibly. And it's a gift for us to continue to pray without ceasing and worshiping our Savior. It's a free gift we get that he gives us. He doesn't want us to be in bondage of anger or for unforgiveness or any other sin that we might have or we're holding on to. 
he wants to work it all out in us so that he gets the glory and so if there's anything that you can think of right now i'm going to encourage you just stop the podcast stop the video and seek him and just ask him lord lord what in me is still holding on what part of me is still holding on to unforgiveness what part of me is still holding on to anything that you want me to let go of and surrender it to him today because he has a calling on your life every day and he has a calling and a purpose and a plan and a mission that he has you on that he wants you to fulfill because he has created your plans way long ago ephesians 2 10 our scripture we land on you are a masterpiece he wants you renewed in him and he wants you to be able to do the plans that he has for you so long ago and that's why we're here is to help give you those tools and that's why god's called us together as a movement to really seek him to grow in him and to go do whatever it is that he's called us to do so i want to share a really cool story that just i think will solidify in your brain how detail-oriented our savior is and how important it is for us to be surrendered for us to obey for us to be in that place with him so that he can reveal himself the way he did this week to his girls. So this week we had a Masterpiece Women Luncheon and God showed up. It was so wonderful to be with all the women. It always is. I love coming together. I cannot wait to see all of you at the retreat and on our monthly luncheons for those of you in South Florida. I look forward to seeing you every month because you, you've become my sisterhood. You've become my family. And I just love what God's doing and watching you. And this week, he used so many of you to reveal himself and to reveal his love for us and for his daughters. It was so beautiful. So when you think about surrendering, you think about obeying, you thinking think about stepping out in faith, you think about how many people oftentimes it takes for him to get to a plan how many people it takes to use certain things and i look back it goes as far as way back in the 90s a friend of mine with the navigators was doing these faith at work luncheons in albuquerque new mexico and i loved what she was doing very similar to masterpiece women we're doing a little twist with it but very similar and i've always had a heart to do it but never felt like it was the right time so I kept waiting on God and asking him, when do you want me to do it? And I felt like in um, 2019, he said, let's do this thing. And so fast forward, that's in the 90s, right? So I have this vision of doing this. But in 2006 and 2007, 2006, I rededicated my life to the Lord. 2007, I'm going, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to handle things? I'd just gone through a horrific divorce, was devastated. So many things were broken in my life and I was seeking him and I knew that I was broken and I needed to, I needed to make sure that I was in a healthy place with him before I ever moved on to another relationship. And so of course it was over a decade before I did, but he had a lot of work to do girls so don't give up if you've been discouraged because you're not um meeting the one just you wait because he will use it it will be so beautiful so fast forward he calls me to go on a mission trip and um my husband 
was used this week so powerfully. Actually, it was a few weeks ago. And it all just kind of tied together. So here is my husband. Um, he introduces me to a ministry leader recently. And he met her at a luncheon where her husband spoke. And he knew that I was supposed to meet her to the point that he was kind of going, Tina, you need to call her, honey. Like, I really feel like this is a divine appointment. I feel like God wants to do something here. He just knew. So he pursued me multiple times to make sure I called her because I was really busy that day. And so I didn't call her the first day. And once we actually were able to meet, we knew that we knew that we were supposed to meet and we knew that God had something planned, but we had no idea. We just thought it was about our ministry. So she was on my podcast. I was on her podcast. Little did I know there was so much more to this beautiful picture. So she was, um, she has been estranged from her daughter for about five years. I don't know the details. I haven't even asked none of my business, but I know there's this broken relationship and a mama's heart who's absolutely broken and crying out for a relationship with her daughter. And she's been praying and praying for this daughter. She loves her so much. And she's been praying that her daughter would have a godly mentor and a godly um, leader around her that would love her and mentor her and disciple her. She's been praying for reconciliation. And so here she's doing all of this. And at the luncheon, God gave her the opportunity to meet that woman. He, she met my other friend who I had invited there. And when my friend arrived there, she was looking for a place to sit. And I said, go sit with my friend. She's amazing. You'll love her. And God just like put it all together. He orchestrated the whole thing. They got to meet each other, spend time together. The uh, ministry leader was a vendor at our event. And so after the luncheon, my friend went up to her, to her vendor table. They started having this conversation and they figured out that she had actually been mentoring her daughter. She even helped this ministry leader and now friend adopt her third, her um, child. I think it was her second child actually. And so here, all these things are going on. And when I, we all were just in awe. And so the prayers were going, the crying was going on. This was kind of after the luncheon because we knew God had showed up and given both women such a beautiful gift. The one woman the gift of knowing that her prayers were answered. Someone's been mentoring and loving and supporting and, you know, um, discipling her daughter. The other woman that loves this, this young lady and who's been mentoring her, the gift of knowing the whole story and how she can potentially play a part in the reconciliation of this family. And it was just such a gift to both women. Of He hears our cries. He hears our prayers. And he's working all the time, all the time. So, and I think about if so many things hadn't happened in order for us to get to that moment, and so many people had not, um, had not said yes to God, we wouldn't have been standing there. And so it was just so sweet to watch because my friend who's been, you know, mentoring this woman, I met her because my mother is a friend with another friend who invited her to go to India with them on a mission trip. And I only went on the mission. Um, she went and she painted at one of our projects. 
and serve these sweet women that have been and children. It was our children's home who had been rescued from human trafficking. So she went to serve, but the beauty of it was that it all started way back when all of these pieces started way back when God birthed in me a desire to do a luncheon years ago. Then he sent me on this journey when I did rededicate my life to go on a mission trip to India. He had told me, Tina, I want you to use your gifts and talents for me. I, I just thought, okay, I'm going to use my gifts and talents for you. That means I'm on all these boards of, you know, I was serving on all these boards in the community. They're great organizations, very, you know, prominent organizations, but I just thought, okay, I'm going to get off these organizations boards and get on Christian ministry boards. But that was not what, it, but he had spoken those words. I just didn't know. I had to wait on him to reveal what that was going to look like. And so I waited and sometimes not so patiently kept going, Lord, show me what you want me to do. And Little by little, he started unfolding it. Little by little, he completely changed the trajectory of my life. And when he did that, he also changed the trajectory for both of these women to meet. And so you think about it. He called me first in 2010 to go on a mission trip to India. And I went kicking and screaming. I did not want to go. And there were so many reasons I didn't want to go. I won't go into that, but I did not want to go. And on that trip, that's when the Lord had me share my testimony in public for the first time. And it's also where he wrecked my world, just wrecked my world for um, the issues of human trafficking, exploitation of women and children. And it literally changed my world what it made me realize was a couple of things when I shared my testimony as well was that so many people had this perception of me of this leader in the community this business owner etc 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 and that's why I'm so passionate about vulnerability and authenticity too because he birthed that in me when I shared my testimony I can't tell you how many people on my team said yes I had the same experience I experienced severe abuse and poverty when I was a child, but so many people had this picture of me that I was born with the silver spoon and that I just lived in luxury because I was as an adult. No, God had blessed me in my business. He had blessed me in the gifts and talents he gave me. So it afforded me these great things and the big home and all those things that people were enjoying, but they didn't know anything about my brokenness. I had never revealed that side to them. And so when he, when he called me to share it, then he called me to share it even greater and greater. And then he, um, when he called me to go to Kilimanjaro the first time, I shared my testimony publicly. And that was amazing, amazing, amazing to me because he had so much work to do in me. And when I came back from India, I knew that he'd wanted me to do something, but I didn't know what that meant and or how I would do it or what that would look like, because I just had a heart when I came back to help the women and children not be trafficked. And so he revealed himself to be clear and clear and clear. He called me to climb at Kilimanjaro. I have this fundraiser because we had to raise $10,000 for the project to be able to climb. 
And I found out that this climb, which my friend who had to say yes and be obedient, wanted me to go with her, felt like God told her to, but she did not ask me until she confirmed it multiple times with the Lord because he wanted her to be really, she wanted to be sure there was God and not her because I'm her buddy and she wanted me to go with her because she knew the season I was in where I was trying to step back away from everything that wasn't God's perfect, perfect will in my life and just focus on a few things and um, say no was a big thing for me because I have a big heart. I want to help everybody, but I can't. So I was in a season of learning to say no and really being more intentional and praying fervently about every step I was taking. And she knew that. So as I did in this season and she did in this season, she did ask me and one thing led to another. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I shared my testimony with many, many, many people in our community. And it revealed to me how many other women were broken like myself and how many women need that intimate place of healing, that intimate place of relationship with the Lord. I knew they did, but I didn't understand the extent of it. And as I went on this journey, it's given me the hunger and desire to help every woman know they're a masterpiece. And the whole entrepreneur piece of it, God's given me those gifts and talents to help other women who say, you know what? I want to do something that's going to impact my life, my family's life, and I can do it from home, or I can build a business that frees me to do whatever it is God's calling them to do, or a ministry. And so it's been so sweet, so sweet to watch that. But I think about continuing on this path of all the pieces that it took of this puzzle to put together to make that moment in time this week happen. Kathy Anderson, she was facing her fears of heights and went and climbed this mountain, Mount Whitney, and she got downloaded from the Lord on her way down. Hey, I want you to go climb for the oppressed and enslaved. And so she created this mountain climb, but she knew she didn't want to lead it long-term. And God revealed to her on the mountain, I was supposed to take over this position. And so she tells me, and then when we, um, when I, when I get home from this mountain climb, I shared many times, I gave all my stuff away. That was not my gig. I was not planning on climbing any mountains again. And she felt like the Lord told her. And then another team member did as well. The director did as well. One thing led to another. I had a meeting. I just knew that that's where God was calling me. And I was like, Lord, really? I'm going to go climb mountains for a living. But because of those mountain climbing adventures, which I grew to love because of the community of the women. He called me to do that, to help be a voice for the voiceless women and children around the world. And I was obedient to his calling, which then led to my friend going on that mission trip and which led her. She had to say yes, right? She had to hear God's voice. She had to say yes. And she had to surrender her will to ultimately go on this mission trip. And that's how we became friends. And since then, she does a ministry herself that we have talked often about how we can partner and just been praying, actually, Lord, how do you want to use this together? Because we know God's doing something. Same situation happened when I met my other ministry leader friend who was a vendor that day. He loves his daughter so much. He was working in all of us and in 
all of us, there was dozens of people. When you look at all the steps of the people who had to obey, who had to hear his voice, my husband, I think about that. I wouldn't be married to my husband if I hadn't gone on that Mount Kilimanjaro climb because I met his cousin who is who became my best friend, one of my dearest friends in the world, who is his cousin who introduced us. So I look back at all those steps of obedience to lead to lead to where we're at now. And I think about him being obedient to God and introducing me to my new ministry leader friend because he knew that God told him. He knew it was a divine appointment. And so he obeyed and he is close enough to the Lord because he's in the scripture daily and he's praying daily and he's worshiping daily that he heard his voice and he knew his voice. And I think about how beautiful it was to see all of that come together for the beauty of his daughters to just know that we know that we know how sovereign and look, it's just, it's, I've been in awe. I've just, I've been speechless so much this week because he so wanted us all to see who he was and how he put every single detail together to work for those who loved him. He says that he works it all together for those who love him. And so he wanted these two women to meet. He wanted them to um, see his power, that he wanted us all to see his power, his love, his provision, how he is such a detail-oriented father. He pays attention to every detail of our lives. And I just love how he's created this movement, brought all these different organizations, ministries, organizations, business women, you name it. Women who stay home with their kids who are who are coming to get to become better leaders. I got to meet one of our ladies' um, sons at the luncheon who she's been, you know, homeschooling him forever. And what an amazing kid. He has women from all walks of life coming together for a purpose and a plan. And he revealed himself so beautifully to us this week. And so I'm just so thankful and so grateful. And I want each one of us to experience that daily. And I really believe that if we will pay close, close attention, we will see all those sweet details. And all of us have just been in awe of how he promises. And sometimes even when you're called into discipling someone, you're called to love someone that's not so lovable, you're called to serve in a ministry that sometimes you don't see the fruit of it. And sometimes you're just frustrated because it's hard work. And I actually was in that place on Thursday because we were doing a lot of the operational things. And I got, I actually dirtied my dress before I ever started. I had things on it. And I was like, Lord, really? And one of the women said, I've been praying for a ministry like this for a long time. And I went, oh my goodness, Lord. And that started my day off of reminding me of Tina, this isn't about you. So don't be a Martha, Tina, be a Mary, just serve me, come to my feet, worship me. And it was such a beautiful gift. He gave me at the beginning of that luncheon reminding me that if it was only for that one woman who needed to hear the message that day, it was all worth it. 
So today, if you're that one woman that's out there, that's discouraged, that's struggling, you don't see God answering your prayers. You have a child that's not being obedient. You, oh, I remember the pain of that. You have a child that I still have children that aren't serving God with all their hearts and it breaks my heart for them. And I'm praying for revival. And I'm, this was such a perfect, beautiful picture of me to me that not to give up. Those prayers, God says they do not go in vain. He hears our prayers for our children. So mamas out there, do not give up. Ministry leaders out there, do not give up. He's got great plans and he's doing something incredible in you and through you. And he is going to just continue the work that he's started. So do not give up. I hope the story encouraged you. I hope you see how incredibly deep and specific he loves each one of us. I hope you see how much he is, how intentional he is for you. So as for my two friends that were connected this week, we're praying for divine reconciliation. And if you have an estranged child, we're praying for that for you as well. I prayed that prayer before I ever got on this because I believe there's some mama's hearts that are broken out there that have that have some children that are estranged and maybe aren't in relationship with you, maybe because you are a Christian and they're not, and they just are not wanting to be in relationship with you and it's broken your heart. I pray that God will heal your heart and that this would be a great encouragement to you and you'd put it at the feet of the cross and you would just pray for that mentor, pray for that person to disciple your child and pray for, um, Pray for revival. That's what I've been praying for, for my children. Revival in their hearts, revival in their spirits, surrender that they would surrender. And I pray that for each one of you, that your children would surrender. Whatever it is that you're walking through that you haven't seen the answer to your prayers, just know he is in control. He is in control of all of it. And if you're facing an illness, just trust the Lord. I know that's a scary place to be, and I know it's difficult. I think about Kathy Anderson, who I shared with you. She had the vision. She passed away just a few years later of pancreatic cancer. She didn't know she'd get cancer, but God knew, and he knew that it was going to take someone else taking the helm of that because she would not be around to continue that. And it was a beautiful, beautiful season that I was blessed with an incredible mentor, an incredible friend, an incredible um, ministry partner. It was such a gift. She was my Aaron. I think of Exodus. She was my Aaron. She was so good. She was good at all the details, which I'm not. And what a gift she was. And so I just want to encourage you. He's working it all, all together. And he's just calling us to trust him and to pray and to seek him at new levels, just completely surrendered. So have a very, very blessed day. And just know that he hears you, my sister. He hears you. And Lord, I just pray a special blessing over every woman here. I pray a special blessing over their family, their business, their ministry, their calling. Give them the purpose and the passion to do whatever it is that you have called them to do, that you are guiding them to do, and make it clear. Reveal yourself to them so clearly, just like you did to so many of us this week. Ladies, if you're looking for a community and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, join our membership. We have some incredible women who are working together to grow personally, professionally, spiritually, 
and I encourage you to join us. It's free for the first 30 days, so you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss what God's doing and joining us because it's incredible. So Jesus loves you, and so do I.